got to time it. 20 minutes. Oh, shit. That wasn't supposed yeah. to happen. I just scratched my foot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cheers. Salud. Right. Thank you for doing Cheers, this again. Man. No problem. Again. Fucking, you were the last person... You gotta stop kicking the table. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I know this is, a, this is a small table and you're a large <laughs> man, but. Just trying to readjust. Yeah, the last time was what? 20, end of 2020, you know? Yeah, we were. I listened to it, not recently. I listened to it a while ago, and we were talking about New Year's, which would have been New Year's 2021. Yeah, and that was the last ago. time. That was the last time I had a human being on this podcast. It might also be close to the last time I had alcohol in my system. It's been a while. Well, it's good to be back. <laughs> Things are semi-normal here. Yeah, fuck it. We're sitting in front of each other. Is and I'm not crazy? wearing a mask, to be honest. Yeah. That's a big part, right? We're moving forward, but, you know, we're still in that slump here in Ontario with certain things. And yeah. Things might get dicey with alcohol. I, l- I really have no idea. Have you, been, have you been drinking a lot? I have not. Although yesterday after class, we went out for a beer and it was well-deserved. So, but it was just one. Does it hit still? The beer, yeah. The beer always <laughs> hits harder than the liquor for some reason. <laughs> but this should be a good, a good breeze. Mm. So we were like, we were just kind of like pre-roll talking about like, yeah, I like I don't remember exactly. Did we talk last time about how you started? Because if people, if people don't know, you are personal trainer, strength coach. Yeah. You uh, coach competitors. You coach. Tell us about everyday, your <laughs> everyday go uh, gym goers. You know, the way I started, honestly, it was <clears throat> just training when I was sixteen with my friends in the high school gym, and so, then so like high school. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't training them back then, but learning and then trying to figure out exercises myself to help them out with. Mm-hmm. Which then I saw one of my younger friends back in high school. When we just finished, he started personal training, and I asked him, like, when did you start doing this? I've always been, you know, thinking about it. I just never took a step forward or knew how. He told me some info, and then, you know what, back in 2000, and I believe 12, was when I got my first job in Good Life. (laughs) I worked there for almost a year, and uh, it, it, it was a good decision back then, but towards the end, I'm pretty glad I got out of it. How old were you when you first, first started? So let's close these windows. Sorry. I'd say like 22 training people. 22. Okay. I shut that window behind you. Sorry. Should have did that before. I'm going like, to hear buses and traffic. Because I definitely don't. I live in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> don't, worry, don't worry about the street noise. We live out far in a country on a farm. In an apartment you building call for some that. reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, sorry. So you're 22 when you're... Yeah, I believe so. 22 or 23. One of those. I forget. But back then, yeah. That's when I first started personal training. Um, did pretty well with it, but I wanted to do more of my own thing. And that's yeah. when I reached out to Dan because um, I saw that we were high school f- uh, friends. You and Dan, that's Torque Barbell. Yeah, the, Don, Dan Pikovsek, the owner of Torque Barbell. <coughs> he was running his own little boot camp type of training and right. a little more individual training out of a small space near the uh, Islington area, Islington Village. Yeah. Not too far from where Torque is now. And I reached out to him saying, hey, how do I, how can I get my clients in there? Like, is there a rent fee or something? <laughs> he brought me on with uh, his other members and his partner at the time. Started there for a bit. It was just strictly just personal training. And then, you know, a few years later, him and his partner back then opened up Torque for a bit, and now he's the sole, the owner, right? And it's going well, but I feel like that's home, right? Yeah. That's pretty much where my true training gig started, was working with those guys and Torque Barbell at the beginning. So you're straight from Good Life right to Torque? Like you yeah, Good Life, and then my own thing with them more privately for about a year, almost a year and a half, and then shortly after, Torque opened in 2013. And you would have been there right, like, from when they were... Yeah, opening because yeah. like I've seen I, I I've seen pictures of like of uh, the gym being built and you're there. <laughs> yeah, that, w- that was a pretty cool process. Uh, seeing that space get you know torn apart, and then painted and put together was pretty neat. Yeah, what's your memory of the early days and like wh- how did you 
how do you get involved in like building the place? Was like, does Dan tell you like, uh, I'm thinking I got it was, this spot. It was or? mostly Dan's work. Uh, just because I think he took time about a month away from the, like when he, when they got the place, I'm sure he's took some time off from the personal training yeah. part of his part to start building with his uh, mm-hmm. colleagues. And I think his dad was also helping. So we were still working at the gym with our clients while he was putting pretty, pretty much uh, with his contractors trying to put that place together and figure it out. But, I got like my sneak peek a few times with Mike, with Mike and Dan a few times, and it was pretty good. Uh, you see the place pretty much open space, yeah, break uh, broken down, yeah. And then I helped, I helped a little bit closer to the opening, putting the weights in, putting mm. the machines together, organizing where things go, the turf, laying out things. But when it came to building, I don't have much to say on that. Uh, <laughs> That yeah, is that Dan, was mostly that is him world. and his side. Yeah, they did great, you know. But when it came to helping him out, when it came to the the the, the weights coming in, the machines, the racks, the dumbbells, the plates, just like an extra pair of hands. That was the fun part, right? There was a few of us, not too many. He just wanted to keep it, you know, small and just just get to work. And that picture by the front, that's that torque. It's us. It's myself, Brett, and Dan. <clears throat> The day before Torque opened on the Sunday, and then we opened on Monday, I believe. Damn. And it's a lot. It's a lot has ha- a lot has changed, and growth has happened. You know, and it's been again, one hell of a ride. I'm not. But gonna to lie. this day, you're still like, you're still in there. Yeah, uh, yeah, still there. I'm definitely a, an old guy there now. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, it's weird watching <laughs> that happen. There's where a whole like, new generation there. Yeah. Yeah, I but it's good. It. That, that's that's what I like. I see growth in other people, and myself, and my colleagues, my friends, family. Yeah, growth is the biggest. I think growth for twenty twenty two has been huge for many people, including myself. Yeah, right, and uh, yeah. Because so like yeah, twenty twenty two is that because you started, um, you started fire. Yeah, fire. I started. You didn't, uh, you didn't start a fire. <laughs> no, I started school for firefighting yes. that's it yeah there you go it's and much it's better been, than how i said it. it's been a very rewarding four and a half months so far four and a half months is how so when did you start that was so just i mean we're gonna be finishing in four and a half months so it's been just over three and a half we have three weeks left so oh. we'll finish about mid just before mid-april so then what Sorry, happens mid-may af- mid-may and what happens after that the, the real stress begins of <laughs> getting your certifications after the schooling is done so you're getting your part one and two, like firefighter one and firefighter two certification through the schooling and okay. other little certs that would help your resume. But then you have the OFAI, which is another entity of testing that you need that other municipalities are looking for when you're applying. So okay. you need your stage one, stage two, stage three. It's stage just- one requires of a, I believe, I could be wrong, do not quote me on this, an aptitude test and a hearing test and i believe also an eye exam or that could be in stage two i forget like physical stuff yeah stage two would be either the eye exam and a physical treadmill test you're fully on gear on air and i believe the treadmill inclines uh, every i forget how often it goes up until about 15 or 20 minutes lots of people have failed so it's it's we'll see what happens but it's also something that we should be capable to do in a way you it's know? just funny because like you <laughs> you 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 come from a background of fitness and you end up going to something that's like technically not fitness but still fitness is a large aspect it, of it. it's huge it is i am exhausted every single day and we just started doing so is that one of the reasons why like what, what why fire like what made you want to do that man this takes it back to like when i was a child right and I mean, <clears throat> I'm sure any foreign kid can speak behind me on this. You know, your parents never wanted you to be anything blue collar. It was always a doctor or a lawyer. Yeah. That's what they hope for, right? Yeah. And then you turn out however you do. But firefighters in Chile don't really make money. It's mostly a volunteer job. It's not a high paying job. Whereas mm. Canada, it's a much different job, right? And I thought uh, I never pursued it because at the time when I was 21, 22, Fitness was the only thing I could think about. It was all I wanted to do. I saw great money in it. I saw great business coming from it, relationships. Yeah. But you know what? I do not regret 
starting this now. I wish maybe like three to four years ago I started it, a little bit later in my 20s, but now that I'm, you know, early 30s, more mature, been so, through a ton in my life, seen so a lot. So this is long term for you? like you Firefighting? Yeah, like 100%. That's when I'm in, I'm going to be ecstatic. So are you going to stop with training? No, or gonna stop? no. It's You're so, I, f- I don't know the exact shifts, how it works, but you don't have to be there full time. I mean, the full time hours would be, I believe, once or every 12 days or every 14 days. I, f- I, I don't know the exact scheduling, how it goes, but I would have the availability to also train my clients on the side and on the, st- on the days that I'm not scheduled. Okay, so it's like you do, like. <laughs> so I'd be I, I imagine it like the oil rig workers, where they're like gone for six months and then they're home for six months. Not like that. Not but like not a less that, extreme version yes. of that. I I though. believe one of the instructors was saying that you only work eighty three days a year, oh, and okay. that's spread out spread through out. however many shifts you get in that month. You can work overtime if you'd like, of course, but um, it's twenty four hour shifts. Okay. And they say the best days, the ones that you don't have to put your bunker gear on, meaning there's no calls, everyone's safe and happy. Well, yeah, I would think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, honestly, Kev, it's, it's been a rewarding journey. Yeah, because I haven't seen you like pretty much at all since you started <laughs> it's, that. It's been long days. And all I see Early is just, mornings. you'll occasionally send me a picture of like a burnt car or like somebody's <laughs> phone that melted in a fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But I'm like, other than uh, that, I just don't see or hear from you ever. I'm just like, oh, he's just doing his fire stuff. Just yeah, it's, it's tough. Putting it's, up fires. It's long days and you have a lot to, to read up on and study for and testing exams pretty often. Every two weeks we'd have something. And you do like different, you do, like I said earlier, the OFM is a different, or the OFAI is one entity of the certifications. The OFM is another one. And then we have us, the schooling. So it's, you have these different parts that you need to, keep up what keep up on and pass and get through right but once you pass the festy one it's you're done you're graduated and then you do the orfm once you pass great you're done but it's the ofai is that if you fail you have to pay again and redo it and even if you pass each one of them expires certain times so i believe one of them expires annually one of them expires every three months one of them expires every six months so if you're not you know it's like a driver's license. If you're not hired <laughs> by then, it's you right. have to redo that same test that you already have passed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's where the tough part comes in of, you know, overcoming adversity. Yeah. Those hard times of if you fail, do you still want to do it? There's people that will still be applying three, five, six, eight years later. It's a hard position to get into. Yeah. You're pretty much applying versus another 2,999 applicants for one position. Because I was going to ask you, like, how 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 much of a difference has it been, like, shifting out of... But it sounds like it's not... Fundamentally, it's pretty similar to, like, fitness. Like, you, you get certain levels of certification. I guess the difference of it being that there is, I guess, more of a structure, uh, you know, like a predetermined path, so to speak, when you do something like fire because there is, like, you know a path that you must take in order to get to this singular destination. Whereas with training, you can take it a lot of different areas. Like you can go online, you can stick to training. You can do it right now together. You and I, we can become personal trainers. Unfortunately, that's the way it's been. That's the way it's become over the last decade or so. An easy online certification, or you can just go and do the written ones. But it's not the same as it used to. Before it was a little bit more, you need to know your anatomy, your physiology. You need to know mm-hmm. the rights and wrongs. You need to know a lot more of the biology parts of, of the fitness world. So does that bother training. you now? Like when you see people... It doesn't bother me, but you can see that now it's different. Yeah. It's Cause a now lot more unqualified can... people giving out necessarily, uh, necessarily wrong answers, but... Yeah, but you can you can, you know... You can have godly genetics. Yeah. Go on Instagram, get a 10k following, and then just say a DM yeah. me for coaching. And you don't even. Nothing wrong with that, right? But. But as somebody <sighs> who came up at a time when it was it was very yeah. much the more, online presence was just growing. Yeah. Uh, but it's 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 not to put anyone down that you can't get your certifications or anything like that. It's just become easier. 
to right. get that position. Yeah. Compared to before. Before it was a little bit more of a challenge. You know, you had to really it was an interview you had to pass and you had to know your stuff. Yeah. But um the way I see personal training now going forward, it's gonna be towards more online stuff. Yeah. Especially since this okay. yeah, know, I mean, pandemic, I people you know, shifted more yeah, at home sure. or online or invested, you know, yourself. You invested in a great home gym. Yeah, that's you know. that's another thing we talked about. So that's one thing we said. You said on the pot. You said the last time you were on here was like the, the, the flex of twenty twenty one will be. <laughs> be your home gym, and it was. And that's like of, of all the things that people talk to me about when I see them. Like one of the first things that comes up is like, where is that home? Gym? Right. So that's where I see personal training shifting a little bit more is online. Yeah, you because know, it's I get well. I, I think a lot of things are, you know, even even this is a little bit of a stretch, but like, <laughs> the, like like the idea of like going to lining up at a grocery store and going to a cashier as opposed to just going to a self checkout. You'd much <laughs> rather you'd much rather opt for, for the option where you don't have to interact with another human being. I always go to self checkout. Yeah, right. It's just I just Costco about has self checkout. <laughs> Is that true? Is that right? Costco has not the Queensway. I don't think I haven't been there in a while. But the Dixie and Dundas <laughs> has self checkout, and it's it's pretty smooth, man. Because you're used to seeing a huge line with over like a thousand items in yeah, a cart. And then you got to see like you got you got to stare at the if you're like at the drugstore, you got to stare at the cashier while she checks out your condoms and whatever the fuck. <laughs> like, but now you can just like be discreet about it, hide it under like a bottle or whatever, and then <laughs> yeah, just hide like, under a shampoo bottle. The receipt will show me. That's all. So, but like. I mean, I guess that I guess that makes sense as to why like people are shifting to more wanting to do things less, a little bit more self, um, self-taught, but with professional guidance. Yeah. I guess I'm still all for the person in-person training. Yeah, I'm I'm really hands-on. I want to be there fixing your form. I want to be there cueing you and coaching you through each things that's happening between your movement or whatever you're doing, just so you understand what's happening. Because a lot of people move instead of interact with their mm. body it's easy to move a weight from point a to point b and make it look like you're contracting your muscle trying to do that right and that's the way they see is wrong in a lot of people and why the progress is slow why they're never sore why they're not growing <clears throat> it really comes down to mind to muscle connection depending on what the goal is right even in powerlifting you're still using these muscles yes you want to go to point a to point b but you also have to focus and send those signals of hey we're going right now all together boom mm. one shot that's why um, people don't some people don't even understand what a pump is right never <laughs> felt it never it's understood annoying. what sore is they just kind of go there and move they move their joints around yeah until they've counted 15 times four that kind of thing yeah because you're you're thinking about the intention of getting numbers down yeah, compared to as opposed to engaging. getting repetitions in. Okay, that's what I. It's always about reps in, reps out, and mm. if you don't count each one and make your warm ups all the way to your drop and your last little bit left, it makes a difference, right? Yeah, so it's yeah, so it's it's all about the intention of whether you know like what you're going in there to do because you, you see a lot of people that are just kind of you know the the the. The, the like the casual goer that you'll talk to I'm, I'm trying i'm being really careful with my words because i don't want to be judgmental <laughs> but yeah there are people that are just like yeah i go in three four times a week but then you see what they're actually doing and it's just then you see this for three to four years mm. same people yeah and that, but that's why like it gives me so many trust issues when you talk when you hear people talk about like, yeah i'm going to the gym consistently and i'm doing these weight things and i'm just like i feel like i should see you do them because like there, you should, you should be seeing more progress if you were being honest about what you're doing. Again, I'm trying not, I'm trying not to be judgmental. <laughs> if you're, but sometimes like my you, my philosophy on it is my philosophy on it is whatever whatever gets you in a gym. I don't care what it is. If it's if it's January first, yeah. if it's I'm happy that you're in there. I'm happy period. you're in there. Exactly. I don't care what your why is as long as you have one. Let's get to work. That's if all. it gets you in the gym, it's good for me. Yeah. And that's. That's all I care about. So, like, I'm like not. I said to you, sorry to cut you off. Like I yeah. said to you back in the last podcast, I wanted those kids to come back to gym class. Yes. I'm not yeah. a teacher. I'm not the leader. I'm not a captain. But I know that if I say something to them, it could change the way they see 
the next year of the gym class instead of holy crap i suck no one's picking me i'm useless mm-hmm. man this is fun i can interact with people this was a great like wow i got chosen first out of the first time and mm-hmm. it feels different yeah i've seen the people's reaction yeah you know and i'm thinking about it more now as a trainer when you look at all like the clients you've changed lives for and the great outcomes you've had and you see the facial expression of wow i i can do it yeah I can take that step forward. I can be challenged and overcome it. Yeah. Because even for me, like I definitely growing up had a hard time fitting in anywhere just because I'm fucking weird. But um, <laughs> yeah, like I just didn't feel included pretty much anywhere I went. And, you know, going through school, high school, um, <clears throat> in university, I, I found I found a core group of people. But I never really had like a close knit group people that I really connected with on, on anything. Right. And I don't think that really experienced that until I found specifically torque. I don't know if it was specifically that, that one environment or if it was just that it could have been, it could have been like any gym and it would have been the same outcome. Fuck. Uh, but or if, if it was a matter of it, of the, the sport or if it was that space specifically. I truly don't think it could have been any other gym. In, in a sense of like, yes, it could of course happen at any other gym. But that gym is special in, in its own way. Mm-hmm. And everyone sees it. You know, everyone who comes in, first experience at least, is like, wow. Especially on a good busy day. Yeah. Like a Saturday morning. You feel welcome. You feel like you want to push it. Whether yeah. Whether it's arm day, leg day, calf day, whatever it is, you want to go in there and push it. Yeah, I know you you're see right. other people literally beside you or across from you, behind you, killing it. Yeah, makes you want to be like, oh, you'll hear I it from do people it who you'll hear it from people who were members at Torque and then left for whatever reason if they moved or you know just uh, took up at another gym. It, the, the sentiment that I've experienced from these people is that it's not the same, right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> there's just that there's that inclusivity. And uh, it's unique, right? And it took me a long because I don't even like how old was I? I was in I was into my twenties when I signed up at Torque, and um, yeah, it was through there that I found um, first of all a community of uh, you know within the fitness community, and then within powerlifting, and then when I decided to take up something creative, what's the word? Camaraderie. <coughs> yeah, 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 camaraderie. Um, yeah, just and and it was only just because because I'm like I'm nowhere I was nowhere on the level of like half the people that were in there you know like deadlifting like six seven eight hundred pounds and I'm because you've been there failing for <laughs> oh I have no idea like four or five years no six maybe maybe more than that like I think I think we're going must on have been like years. twenty twenty fifteen might have been my f- first year so there. it's going seven almost eight years yeah something like that. Um, it's changed a lot. You've changed a lot. <laughs> yeah. I remember your first month or so there. Yeah, I remember just... I remember all you guys your first month there. <laughs> you would have. John, <laughs> Kai, <coughs> Danny B, everybody, Brendan, I guess. Yeah, but it's just... Yeah, when you when you first step in there, there's... <clears throat> and I, I've, I've experienced this in other places too, but like... Um, not everywhere, granted, but like... Um, you don't have to be the strongest guy in the room. You don't have to be the biggest guy in the room. As long as you're in there and you mean it, then generally people respond to you. And yeah. that was me, right? I definitely not. The, I'm still not the strongest guy. I'm still not the biggest guy in the gym. But they, when, when you're, you're in, in there, there, when 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 you're in there day in and day out with these with the pe- with these people, they can see your enthusiasm. They can see your energy, and they can feel it. And then they that's where you kind of connect and that's you share that bond. Yeah. And right. you, and you, you find, you find these people and that's, I think what, what brings a lot of, and I think For that's real. why like it means so much to so many people because it seems, it seems a little bit silly when you think about like, we're just like, we're in there lifting weights. We're like pumping yeah. whatever, but like, we're pumping it's hard to blood explain, into our muscles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's like, it's, it's hard to explain to somebody that might not understand or like why do you take it? I, th- I think, I do think <laughs> some people take it too seriously. I try not to do that. I try not to take myself too seriously or what I'm doing too seriously. Like it's just, it's fun yeah. and it's challenging at the end of the day. That's why we're there. But it's all about growth at the end of the day, yeah. to be honest, right? Growth in all aspects. If you stop, that's when you start deteriorating and breaking down. Yeah. When growth isn't happening and there's nothing challenging. Yeah. Giving you that like, oof, 
it's just so good for you. Yeah. Like, it's just so good for you to have something that you're just constantly and trying to be better at. And it trickles down, right? It trickles sure. down into like other other aspects of your life. Even if you don't work out with that dude who comes in at 5 p.m. every single day, the same time you're in there, you build that bond of being like, hey, I know this guy's doing chest. I'm going to do back. And we've been doing that same thing for the past six months. <clears throat> yeah. You may not train with him, but you're definitely saying, hey, I see you. Good yeah. for you. Kudos to you, you know? Yeah. And I see that in even some of the high schoolers that are in right now, the new kids. Some of them are yeah. really pushing forward. And I, I see you work hard. Mm-hmm. By the time you're mid twenties, you're gonna be a monster, man. Yeah, I'm so I'm so jealous of those kids that are in there that are like sixteen. But they're some of them are not <laughs> working for sure, and some of them are truly working, and I see it. Yeah, but the, yeah, the fact is that they're they're in there. I'm happy like, that they're in there. Yeah, at that at that Bond, age, just spread out a little bit. There's too many of you on the team. <laughs> but yeah, you guys, you know, keep at it. Don't stop. Yeah, but that I age wish I had that drive. Yeah, in yeah. that fa- in that facility too, in that <clears> environment. Yeah. Because, you know, Memorial Pool Gym and the <laughs> high school weight room was, it was, you know, there was those too much you can see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But here it's different. Yeah. You expose yourself into 700-pound squats and 700-pound deadlifts and 400-pound yeah. benches when you're 16, 17. And people that are willing to talk to you about it. and How to get yeah. there. What Coach can you, you do it. now to get there? Yeah. Right? So... They have a lot in front of them that they can feed off and chew and acknowledge and grow from. But yeah, it's I'm happy that you're in there and you're crushing it towards your goals, whatever they may be. And that that's what I that's what I feel like I've learned a lot in this past year is like more teamwork. Mm-hmm. Right? I haven't had that much teamwork in a while. Mm. It's been a lot more like on your own training and one on one. Did the isolation of uh No, but it's it was hap- it was good to be back, you know, with school. You, you we're we're split into platoons and I mean there's twenty seven of us, but they split us up into four groups and you still build that bond. I have yeah. a bond with each person from school, each twenty seven of them, but you get into uh your group and it's good to have people there and it's you share a similar thing. Yeah. But yeah, I mean everybody missed that from COVID, right? Took away from a lot of people. Even being in a room with so many it just feels good to do teamwork stuff, work together and build and uh, solve a problem with your own strengths and weaknesses. Do you see a lot of parallels then between fire and fitness? Yes. Yeah. They work uh, very well together, but at the same time I see with it's it's different. It's a different state of mind, right? You're you're working together to solve a very drastic problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is life or death. Well, I guess that's true. It's and it's not our time. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. So you want your best feet to be acting what what it should be doing. Mm-hmm. I I wouldn't put myself in the tightest space possible when I have someone who's slightly smaller than me right. and thinner. When I know she or he can get in there much quicker. Yeah. But if you want me to break in through a door <laughs> yeah. or or do something a little bit more aggressive with forcible entry or something like that, yeah. I may be your guy, you know, as they called me robust. I love that, that word. When I found out that, what that meant, yeah. I was like, yes, I'll You're take robust. That. So, you know, you, you pick and choose your battles. But when you're on the scene, on the ground, on a call, that is not our time. From the second that starts ringing to the second you put on your boots to when you clip on your helmet, it it, it all matters, right? It, it's crazy how you put it together when other people's lives are online, uh, in the line, mm. and on the line. Or sorry, I, this is hidden. No, I <laughs> <laughs> just want to refill. Uh, yeah, you know what? Have another. I'll take another one. Welcome, welcome to Remote Control Saturday Kev's deadlifts bar. at Torque Barbell. Come, come on by. Don't be late like I was on the first day. That was really humiliating. If you're late, you get chastised. Rightly so. You're gonna have to butt someone in, and they won't be happy. Yeah, I had to do that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> I mean, it won't happen again. <laughs> get there at eight thirty and warm up. But yeah, it's uh, it's like I said, like three times already. It's pretty rewarding, man. You truly feel, even if it's saving a dummy. But like figuring out the problem that 
that caused it and how we can fix it is pretty cool. Very physical, very mental. A few times I was like, I'm gonna die. And it's a training. <laughs> it's, a, it's a literally a training, a training. Uh, what is it? A training practical. Whatever we're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in my head, I'm like, Oh my god, I'm gonna die. How do I overcome this? <laughs> then you start thinking. Okay, you're not gonna die. You can get through it. It's just you need to think how to. And that's it. Yeah. It's a lot of problem solving when it comes to what's happening, what's going on. And I guess that's good for you because you've you've been doing fitness for so long, right? Like that's like the only thing, pretty much yeah, for a long time. Like that. from the time you were in high school up until basically now, yeah, it's like all you've been doing. <laughs> it's just nice to have something else, a whole new thing to open. Was it was it getting stale for you at all, fitness? Uh, not stale, but I wouldn't call it stale. But it just wasn't thriving me. Oh, I see. Yeah, as, yeah. as 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 it used to, in a way, things yeah. shied away, things quieted down. Right. You know, the business is still good. The clientele are still the clientele is still great, but it I still have the I still have the passion for it. I still want to continue doing it until I retire. Until it just wasn't stimulating as much as it used to be. Yeah, I just saw another opportunity that I wanted to take a chance at and really pursue it and now here i am three weeks till i'm done school and you know i'm hoping next time we do a podcast if it's next year or so or if it's <laughs> maybe shorter hopefully it will not be another year if well if it is or so i'd like to tell you hey i'm hired i'm working for so and so i'm a probationary firefighter here well listen i'm they, cleaning they, and cooking <laughs> <laughs> they can do a lot worse than to have, uh, than to have a, a legit silverback on the team. Yeah, they love it over, <laughs> over there. I told one of the captains, I'm gonna change my last name to Silverback. So when you look at the cat, the jacket, it says Silverback. <laughs> He's like, No, you're not. I was like, Oh, watch me. <laughs> I would feel so safe. That would be so funny. I'd feel so safe if I was trapped in a fire, <laughs> and then the jacket I see has Silverback on the back, <laughs> on the back of it, and it's you uh, bursting through the door. That'd be so funny, man. Just busting down a door, no axe, just bare hands. Um, it's funny you say that. Uh, yes, yesterday, we, this, this week, we started doing more scenarios. Yeah. So, like, really acting out what would happen during your shift you're with your you know shift members you're on one truck we got to ride in the trucks and go to the call even though the call was 30 meters away but we still got that feeling of hopping in the truck and sirens on and then hopping off the truck getting your stuff running to the event uh, scene survey checking out what's going on is it safe can we move on what do we do and then we had one gym call it was a uh, somebody fell with a barbell on their chest in the gym we have a gym upstairs so that was the call so we arrive we're fully on gear and like, fully like i got equipped. this <laughs> and i've saved people from failed benches the the scene was this girl dropped a barbell on oh, her they chest. had to make it a girl Come um on. so right away you know Sexism. she fell above three feet the rule of thumb is if she falls above three feet or so you got to go and hold c-spine because something could have happened to her neck or spine so i got in there once you finish the call <clears throat> We were having a debrief, kind of, you know, how what we did wrong, what we did great. We did well, by the way. We did it all great. Um, of course. And then I'm looking around the, the gym, and then I see myself in the mirror. And it just, I just saw, like, my future in the next 10 years. Like, it was in the gym. <laughs> I'm wearing my all my firefighting gear. and It's, it's past, present, and future. It was all just like, <laughs> whoa, this, this is it, you know. I, I, it truly feels like it was a call, even though yeah. it was just a dummy. Yeah, with its CPR and everything. Yeah, because it led to this and this, and things got worse. You know, shit happens in the field, and we have to be prepared for it. Prepared for the worst, literally the worst. And that's what I like about it. It's the thrill. It's that will I even make it back home tonight? <laughs> you know that thrill of we got it. But the reward at the end, that relief, mm -hmm. is different. I've never felt anything like it. Well, listen, I'm glad you found it. Like I, you can hear the passion in your voice about it, and you know the only time that I hear that energy from you is when you're talking about fitness. It's oh, that's the only the, the only times that I have, in the time that I've known you is when you're talking about <laughs> is when you've been talking about fitness. So now to hear you talk about something else with that same energy is like, yeah. well, I, you recognize it. There's this guy named Anthony who's a personal trainer as well. He's a firefighter. 
and he uh, he runs personal like one on one no not one on one classes he runs small group classes for our our school. Okay. Dude is awesome. He's taught me a lot about air consumption because <laughs> I as a big guy suck <laughs> air back like it, I just do it. It's I'm I don't even care like okay I'll, I'll carry a <laughs> tank in the in the in the fire with me but. Learning the skills that he taught me about air consumption and more conditioning style is the reason why I've gotten slightly smaller. So, like, it's you have to add that cardio as much because if you want to dare pack muscle on, you better damn double it with your cardio intake. Right. Just because. Well, the more muscle the you have capacity, on you, the yeah. more oxygen you need to move those muscles. Dude, we could do the smallest thing and I'm sweating. <laughs> and I look at some people and I'm like, I know I saw you work hard. How are you not even sweating? <laughs> I'm drenched. I need to change shirts. <laughs> like how? I don't get it. So I've it's I've gotten a lot better since I started, and that's what I'm proud of. That's Night cool. and day, when you hear that, it's a different ma- It's a different game when you have a mask on and <laughs> you have you know a 4,500 psi tank of air. Yeah. That could last you 15, 20, 25 minutes, depending on wh- how intense you're doing the work. Yeah. And it's a whole, it's it's one thing to do it and you're doing like regular workout, like mm-hmm. carrying stuff, farmer's yeah. walk, deadlifts. It's different. But when we were when we we're doing like search and rescue and yeah, fire related things on air. When you put consequence on the other end of it. And, and you're blindfolded, the mm-hmm. air consumption is a lot drastic, a lot quicker. And that was pretty neat to, to see. To, to figure out to to feel how you can almost run out of air pretty quick mm-hmm. and when it happens I mean you just gotta know yourself and your equipment we you have to check it. in with you when you actually go and yeah. <laughs> when you're on the job the first fire would be amazing <clears throat> but we start our <clears throat> simulated live fires this Friday that'll and that'll be pretty in a week from today I'll be in a fire actually <laughs> no not this time but earlier in the day so I'll be telling you what happened and we're gonna have to hear about that that'll be fun alright listen man I got so I pl- <laughs> I was doing this last night I was just uh, pulling up are you familiar with a website called reddit.com <laughs> a few people have told me <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> a few people have told me to do uh, to find links there for like UFC fights and Oh, whatever well, those pay-per-views. We don't do that because we don't participate in pirating, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a blogging kind of thing. Well, I don't really use it, but I've heard of it. I've I've never okay, really well, had a chance is, to go on. This is going to be fun then. <laughs> so I ha- I'm I've I have a selection of uh of posts from r/fitness that's <laughs> uh that I've selected for. I tried to like kind of just sort of read them just to pick Okay, this will be good. Clip it and okay. just try to not and forget about it. So, these are from yesterday. This is from two o'clock in the morning. That I was doing this show. <laughs> so I'm gonna read these for you. Um, <clears throat> this is from I think this is like a horror story. It was okay. I was midway through a deadlift set when someone came up and asked to grab a weight. It threw me off, and while I was able to keep form, I finished about two reps short while he stood there pointing at the stack. <laughs> Happy to say I was polite about it, but still told him to wait next time when someone's in the middle of the set. Okay, so this is this isn't this is a pretty basic etiquette thing that I would hope people would know. I've never had a problem with somebody like like literally coming up to you as you're in the middle of like squatting and someone's just like, "Hey, can I take that?" That's I've something n- you don't do, right? No, definitely not. <laughs> don't do that. Let them rack the weight and take a breath after. So where do you where do you draw the line though? Because there are some people that are like very weird about their like ritual around how they like do things. That they don't want you standing in this, you know. Pr- they don't want you anywhere near where they can see you. They want you to like. They don't want you walking in front of them. They don't want. Where, how how where do you stand on that whole? Like, do, does it bother you when people are walking in front of you? Do, does it bother you when people are, or do you not care what people are doing? As long as they're not like talking to you, in the middle. that's also something yeah. you probably shouldn't do. As long as you're not po- asking me a question, me asking me a question when I'm halfway up. <laughs> the one thing I don't like, but I, I see I see a lot of people do, but they also learn pretty quickly, and I'm sure you've seen it. Is 
staring in my eyes <laughs> when I'm trying to do a lift, whether yeah, it's please, deadlifting or squatting. Please don't do that. It's the weirdest. It's the weirdest thing. I get it. You're you, you like the lift or whatever. You're trying to hype me up or <laughs> staring. Cool. Yeah, staring into your eyes. It's man. one thing to stare into my eyes, but we're not making eye contact from far away. Like you're just I'm, looking in my direction, <laughs> looking at my eyes or something. I'm trying to think like, what do I do now? Like, because when when we're all when we're all lifting together. And somebody's going for like a, a top set. I'm like, where am I looking? I will I'm not, not stand in front of you. That's no, for sure. no, no, no. I, I would like to get an, uh, out of your peripheral view as much yeah. as I can. There's like a certain angle. <laughs> it's like you got to be off to the side. I feel like I look at the weight. I think I look at the weight. I look at I look at the hips, man. Honestly, the hips. Like I just, just shows. Oh a yeah, lot. maybe the hips. The hips yeah. are a big thing for me. I, I think it I look, shows a lot. Yeah. Because I, I feel like I do this. Like I'm I'm kind of looking behind the weightlifter tilt. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> I feel like I'm looking. Yeah, yeah. I think the hips is it because I'm trying to see if it's a squat. I'm watching your depth. If it's a deadlift, I'm watching your back. So, yeah, but definitely don't. Yeah, don't definitely don't me. talk to somebody because you you are very social. <clears throat> you are very social, especially at the gym. But when you're training, it's very different. You literally have a tank top that says "fuck off." I'm training. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good tank top. Have you worn that in a while? Not in a while. <laughs> it's been a hoodie season, kind of thing. But is it, it so? Is that is there like a specific like when you have headphones on, don't talk to me? Uh, I mean, that's usually the idea of most people wearing headphones, right? Don't talk to me, but because I don't wear headphones and I still don't want it's you to the talk big to me. movement. Don't fuck around with benching or overhead press or you know, squatting, front squat, deadlift, yeah, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. If I'm curling and you can clearly see that. You know, I'm not dying on the rep. And you <laughs> yeah. ask me, are you using this bench? I might answer, no, I'm not. Yeah. But if I'm fucking squatting 400 and something pounds Man. and I'm clearly in the middle of the rep, don't ask me. <laughs> like, just wait. You could wait. You know that. People know this. I tell you this story. One time I was I was on, I'm on the Olympic weightlifting platform, which. That's if, such a hard one to get some, no distractions. If it's you're, hard. yeah, because the way it is, the way it's set up at our gym at Torque is that. There's an Olympic weightlifting platform that's on, and then there's a stretch of turf, and then there's a CrossFit rig on the other end of it, and a wall. You got about eight, <clears throat> seven or eight feet of turf to the to the rig. Probably, yeah. So if you're if you're weightlifting, you know, unless you're facing the wall, which is weird, you usually face out toward the open area of the gym. Um, you're basically facing a few feet of turf, CrossFit rig, and then a wall right behind it. Um, <clears throat> and this has happened to me a few times now. Where I'm, because like weightlifting is snatch, clean, and jerk, but it's like when you're Excuse starting. Me. Excuse me. The no, the, hopefully the noise gate catches that. <laughs> when you uh, when you're when you're in your starting position, ideally you have your head up and you're looking straight forward because that's what puts you in the right starting position. There been like there was like one of the last times that I was there, there was a guy in there. He he and his training partner, they were doing like a circuit, and part of it was they were doing wall sits. Don't and tell me they were right in front he of you. Sat, he was doing his wall sit right in front of me. Which rack were you in? Closest I was, to the door or closest to the front? I don't remember, but I remember that the CrossFit rig and the entire turf area was entirely empty. <laughs> this guy, he like right in front of me, just just dying. If you've ever done a wall sit, you just basically sit against the keep wall your legs and keep your legs ninety sad. degrees, and it and you just it it burns your core and it hurts. So he's there, like <laughs> like just with this struggle face on him, deadlocked on my eyes while I'm trying to throw. See, at that point, I think I would ask, hey, bro, can you just, can <laughs> yeah. you just move? I kind of wanted to, but I'm just so not confrontational that I'm like, I just like tried to look above him or like below him or just like tried to like, but it was so distracting. Like it threw off my whole, but I'm like, do, like, I, like, do I, do I want to be the guy that's just like, hey, buddy, do you mind just like, just move over a little bit? Yeah. Because <laughs> the thing is, because I don't want to say that it ruined my workout, but it kind of did. It throws you off. <laughs> it definitely throws you off. So, Even yeah. during a boot camp, people are just, you know, running back and forth, yeah, lunging, like, whatever it is, tire flipping. It's kind of hard. You kind of need that blank focus to yeah. get into. And there's somebody staring at you doing a wall sit. It's, right? it's not so, ideal. <laughs> but it, it's different if you make eye contact in a large crowd compared to seven dudes just looking at you. It's strange. 
<laughs> you know, if you're on the Olympic stage and someone makes eye contact with you, whatever. You're probably seeing past them in that eye contact zone. But like yeah, but in the just... gym and they're like six feet away from you, like, <laughs> is he going to make it? Is he really I think that lifting was, that, that? I think that might have been part of it. It's just like it's something to take his mind off of this horrendous ex- exercise that he's doing. His wall sits suck. I don't do them, but. Anyways. They're underrated though. Eh? I haven't heard of them like lately. It's I'm been wondering very like where do you talked about who who because he's a young guy, very boot camp like. Yeah, like he's a young guy. Like who taught who told him to do a wall sit? Because like, I haven't seen like I haven't heard anybody I heard like of anybody sits. doing wall sit. In, have, I'm gonna do them tomorrow. Tomorrow watch. We'll do three sets. <laughs> we'll do them the, two minutes. We'll do them together. Two minute wall sit and just stare at whoever's on the platform. See yeah, how they like it. I'm gonna stare right into their eyes. <laughs> what, are right. you, what are you thinking about? <laughs> Here's another one. First warm, rainy day in a long time, so apparently the gym is now the Amazon rainforest. When you start sweating, walking in the door, you know it's going to be a long session. Okay, this I don't really have any sympathy for because we train at a, a gym that's basically... It's a sauna in the summer. It's a sauna in the summer. It's a warehouse. It. And uh, the only relief you get is like a couple of huge fans and the doors opening. But I kind of love that. I don't like enclosed gyms. No, me neither. If it's underground or a second floor... No, yeah. And if you don't have like open air windows, I, it, it just throws me off. It, it, it's the breathing for me. I get like, I don't get that full breath. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. Whereas I, I torque it. That recycled air. No matter. In the winter, you'll be freezing. In the summer, you'll be sweating the second you yeah. step in, which is awesome. There is definitely a grit element to training. Your laundry torque. basket gets full. <laughs> yeah, Socks yeah. change. Boxers change. Yeah. You're doing a lot of laundry. Everything. A lot of laundry. A lot of. Well, hopefully you are no matter what. Dude, I drink so much water during those sessions in the summer. You, you have to. It's You're ridiculous. You're drenched. The, the being, like, training at Torque is as close as you can get to being outside in a gym yeah. in the summer. <laughs> I love it, though. The I love it, The fact that you can though. take your yeah. stuff outside, too, is it's a wonderful feeling. Yeah. And it just feels like <laughs> there's something about it. The just, best is when the ice cream truck pulls up by the Stairmaster. That and is, just such, that is such an underrated factor. <laughs> if 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 ice cream trucks, if ice cream truck drivers knew that that was a thing in the summer, I feel like like the, the first guy who did that, you you'd wonder why is he not there every day? He was definitely there just parking and then realized, wait a minute, <laughs> yeah, yeah, this could be a big ad. That could be like it, like it really. Sh- like the first time I saw somebody do it, I was like, this is genius. He should do this every day. And he never came back. He did a good summer though. I, yeah, I remember I was like my ass was on the stairmaster. I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> I really want one. There's now. a line instantly. So I actually love ice cream truck ice cream. The soft serve, yeah. The, the twist, I don't know what it is. It's such a lame chocolate vanilla, but it's Everybody so knows. good together. Everybody knows that. I don't so- get the, it. The ice cream what truck soft it? serve. That's a there's a reason why you pay th- three or four dollars when you can get a whole tub of ice cream probably for that. It's unreal. <laughs> something about it. Weird, like, you can't get it anywhere until you in the summer. Nowhere. Even DQ is only vanilla. I think there's also an element of like serendipity to it because the ice cream truck has to pull up. You got to catch it. Yeah. I, <laughs> I run to it. Like, I don't care. I don't care if there's a six-year-old kid running to it. I'm going to beat him. <laughs> I am faster. Much faster. <laughs> All right. Let me give you another one. Saw a guy putting two plates on the bar. Goes to grip it. His gym bro goes and takes a selfie with him. Then they put the weights back all while I was waiting to use the bench. I don't think I. I think that was just trying to be a flex for a quick pick and. I, th- I think I'm go gonna call home. cap on this. I don't think anybody does that. Does anybody? Is anybody? Is anybody posing with fake weights or weights that you're not actually? Bradley lifting? Castleberry. <laughs> Man, I haven't heard that name. I may be smaller than you, bro, but I'm calling you the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> did you? Do you ever see that thing with that? Uh, I don't know if he's the governor of New York or whatever. That Chris Cuomo guy. Chris who? He, he's like a he's like a, a politician in New York, and he took a picture, or he had a video or something where he's got he's sitting at his desk like in his suit or whatever, and he's holding, it's like a hundred pound weight, and he's like pretending like he's holding this shit while he's working, <laughs> and then if you see the video, he's cl- it's clearly a fake weight. I don't. I, I get it if it's a photo shoot and you want to go all out, but like, nah, <laughs> nah. Well, because people know, right? Like people know what like, f- the, like the physics of like what a hundred pounds looks like. Oh, for sure, and the struggle of how it feels like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so and don't like, tell me you're going. Ah. <laughs> like you, I've never lived. Like no. 
But when you did, we we did the photo shoot. Like you had me work. I was pretty fucking tired. Like, I was oh like, yeah, I'm I'm very. I am tired, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm really I'm really I really advocate for that. Which is there was nothing fake about that. Uh, yeah, because I there's nothing to me. There's nothing more cringe than when if if then if if you do this, no judgment. But I I personally hate it when they're. When when you see people doing a photo shoot and they're like making them like uh, making them do like a uh, face like a I, fake, that, 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 like the oh. fake strain face and I, I love Flex Magazine but they're known for that like yeah they're I, all I I get it Phil I do you're not. a fucking beast but I've seen you lift and you've never done that face yeah <laughs> I I just it's I hate it I hate it when when they make them fake the effort because I'm like it's just it's so it's it it's so clearly not genuine. We know you're going that huge, bro. Like, yeah, we know. Like we can tell when you're not really working. It's it's very visible. So that's why, like, I always <clears throat> in my own shoots, I basically tell people, like, hey, like this is, um, like I'm gonna push you. Yeah. This is tr- like treat this like it's a workout, especially if it's a if it's a gym shoot. Um, yeah. I didn't want to do that lift that day. <laughs> I was like, bro, are you serious? Yeah, because I will, I will push you. I will make you work. And I had to warm up. Remember, I was like, okay, I gotta warm up. Yeah, because I, I'm the the <laughs> the point of it is to capture you doing what you do, the moment, not to right? and and you do do it. You do really train. You do really train hard. We know that. So why are we gonna make you fake it while you're you're doing a photo shoot? You know, like we're we're there to capture what That's you my do. Baby. <laughs> but yeah. We we're there to capture. We're there to capture what you do, not to. There's yeah. no need to pretend because you really do it. So, like, why don't we just have you do what you do, and then just the only added factor is me being there with a the camera. That was a cool day, man. I'm gonna have to get lean for that again, <laughs> just for that. I don't care about the prep, just for that. Oh, All with right. the firefighter gear, that'd be cool. Calendar, oh, sick. <laughs> Someone asked today, or the the chief came in and gave us a talk last week, and. He's like, all right, so who's actually here just for the calendar? And I was like, as <laughs> <laughs> a joke, you know, like definitely want to be in one. <laughs> all right, where are we? Let's do a couple more of these. Uh, I can't train this week because I'm on vacation and left my gym clothes. Will my oh. muscles? Will my nah. muscles literally fade away? Thanos snap like. Buddy, you have trunks. If you're on vacation, I'm <laughs> guessing you're somewhere hot. You brought a swimsuit. You can go and do anything with a swimsuit. Let alone wherever you are, if it's not in the U.S. or Canada and you're traveling, you can find a pair of shorts for 5 to $10 <laughs> and a tank top that that's says, a, I love where I am. That's where- a weird excuse, too. It's not even that he can't find a gym. Because I've, I've definitely been traveling and then just cannot find a gym. Uh, like, it's never a matter of, like... But most, <laughs> most resorts have it. Or your hotel will have it. Yeah, well, I mean, if you're if you're doing if you're doing hotels or resorts, when the times that I've it was just because I was in weird like backwoods neighborhoods and just literally nothing around. But like, if you're traveling and you know you're traveling to that city or so, you may as well do some research and figure out a gym. Like when you went to L.A., was it? You went to Barbell Brigade and a few others. Well, L.A. is kind of th- that's an easy one. But you you knew what your plan was and where you can go. Yeah, this I don't think this dude even he just showed up and he's like, oh well, looks like I'm not working out this week. <laughs> Sounds like he's making. Tell excuses. me you're hungover. Tell me you're hungover and you feel like crap. Okay, I expect I respect that. Sounds like you're making excuses. But the fact that you don't have clothing, this person is. unless you're literally only brought suits all week and that's not really traveling. I don't know. But okay, clear clear this up for some people. He's away for a week. You will not lose four or five years of no, progress in no. one week. It depends on how hard you've been training leading up to that. It could be beneficial for you. Yeah, it De- definitely can. Your mind your mind will be telling you, man, you have no pump. You feel smaller. It happens. That's what it does. The pump is truly the cure. <laughs> <laughs> Co Antoine Valiet. Uh, but the, the pump is truly the cure. Like if we all feel like small when the pump is not there. But when you get that pump, you feel like Thanos. <laughs> Massive. <laughs> it's all just... Right, <laughs> but that's good. the thing. It's like even if you take two, one to two weeks off, it's just don't push after the two weeks. Yeah, you could lose drastic. It, it's repetition. Yeah, you're becoming stale. Your body wants to move. Your body needs a challenge. So that's why we want to go up in weights and change and change a different angle and try the different exercise. But if people are, you know, <clears throat> if they're going away for a trip or whatever, if they're if there's a situation where they're going to be away for one week and they can't go to a gym or do anything and they're worried about losing all their 
Here, gains or whatever. Let me say this. If you're going to go away for a week or 10 days or you're limited to training and you only got two days a week or whatever it may be, limit yourself to doing legs and back. Those are the two largest muscles that you're going to have. Those will be the most that, that, that will create more growth hormone in your body. And you know what? Your body works together when you're doing those two muscles. You need your upper body to help you for your leg <clears throat> for your leg session. And you need that chest to stretch and help you. Your triceps may not be doing a lot of work, but they will be contracting at some point during a back exercise by how far that stretches. But ultimately, even if you have access to absolutely nothing, you really just have to do nothing for a week. That's you're not, okay you're with okay. <laughs> resting. Just make sure you're eating enough to feel somewhat full. Yeah. Because if you're eating less, drinking more, not training, and it's going seven days, ten days, you will start feeling smaller. Like you're, you will feel smaller, especially if you've gone, you know, a surplus of weeks of training consistently, four, six days a week. You will feel smaller. You may not be getting smaller, but your body will feel deflated. Let's say there's not a, there's not something contracting the muscles to make it challenging. But again, after two weeks, really don't push that line. Like you <laughs> should get back into your routine. I usually like to take a week off, but in that week off, it's not like I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna chill out and do anything. Yeah. Because even after a two days off, maybe three days off straight, and you're not really moving much, you you feel stiff and stale. Your back becomes like, oh god, I feel like I just got older, and all it was is that you just didn't move as much. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, let's do another one. <clears throat> Very happy that my gym has about 20 to 30 squat racks. That's a lot of fucking what? squat racks. What? That's a CrossFit gym for <laughs> sure. There's no way. They're all set up in pairs where they face each... Oh, that's a nightmare. That's like a... Yeah. What? They're all set up in pairs where they face each other. I'm going to try to explain this the best way I can. My stupid question is, is there any etiquette as to performing your sets at the same time as the person in front of you? Do I usually like it. to step aside when they're doing their set so I can see themselves in the mirror. But sometimes I'm in a rush and I have to do his mind as well. Weird setup to have your squat racks all facing each other. Be mindful of what the other person is doing. If you can see they're doing 20 reps, then yeah, I may start doing my set while you're doing yours. But if I see you doing, you know, a heavy set of three where your focus is, I can see you needing that focus. I will give you that space and time. So it's basically a read the room type of situation. You have to read the book. Yeah, you have to read the the person the exercise yeah you know what i mean if yeah i agree it's the same thing as like share uh supersetting with someone and they're doing a drop set like when can you say are you done yet <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean yeah it's true like if we're we're both sharing this machine and you're just doing this fucking seven drop drop set <laughs> but you're getting to that last drop and it's 20 pounds and you're clearly looking like you're doing more than 10 reps. I'm going to be like, get off. <laughs> but if you're going down each scale and I see that you're really pushing and you're giving it your all until you're at 20 pounds and you yeah. can't move that weight, I'll respect that work, man. I know what you're putting yourself into yeah, and I'm yeah. for it. But if I see you half acid, I'll be like, get the fuck out of this. <laughs> what are you doing? Bro? Well, it's a similar situation <laughs> as the wall sit kid, right? Because there, this, this reminds me of another time where I was... Um, so again at torque uh in the powerlifting area on our power racks our deadlift platforms are right in front of the squat racks yeah so when i squat again i don't like to face the wall i want i can't i want to face out toward toward the gym uh so that means that i face the deadlift platform there was so i'm, I'm i was i set up in a squat rack one time and um i was there first and then it just so happens sometimes just by the, the nature of the setup is that you will end up sometimes squatting um, with somebody having to deadlift in front of you strictly by virtue of the fact that there is nowhere else because there's no space. In this case, there, was, there wasn't. So guy set up his deadlifts in front of me. But in between his sets, he wouldn't leave the platform. <laughs> he was just standing there waiting. He, he in between his set, he would put the bar down, clearly finish his set, and then just stand there, right 
in front of me. Like, and you were facing. I was towards facing, the front of the gym, and yeah, he was facing, was facing towards facing the back. Out. Well, no, he was facing. Thank God, he was facing away. away. So we were facing the same way, but I'm staring at the back of this guy's head. And like, I'd, you've seen I'd ask. I'd be like, "Hey, brother." <laughs> it's like I'm just. But it's the same thing. It's the same thing. I didn't say anything because then, like, I just don't want to. Like, I'm just so not confrontational that I just. Like, you gotta I read the room. <laughs> I would stare at the back of this guy's head. He's like this. Like, I'm not kidding. He's this far from me. Because, yeah, like, the squat, the, the deadlift platform is literally right up against the, the squat rack. So I was, like, staring at the back of this guy's head, and he yeah. wouldn't move. So, like, I, because normally in a situation like that, like, I, I'll i stand off to the side or I'll, I'll sit on, or, like, I'll, I'll whatever. I'll, I'll find a spot that's out of the way. And then when you finish your set, then I'll come around to the squat rack to do my set. So I did that. But then he just stayed there. <laughs> So then I'm like, that's awkward. Man. I was wondering, is he gonna move or? The, and then at one for one set, he faced me. So they're now now I'm you know like it's more dying awkward. under like whatever <laughs> weight I'm squatting, staring right into this. He wasn't looking at me, thank God. But like he's literally we're like I've I'm like Dan. I'll tell you, <laughs> move out of the way, please. It's just don't do that again. That's, that's it. Yeah, that's ultimate. Ultimate takeaway from this is um, try try to avoid standing right in front of people. Yeah, and man. read read the room. It, it's eye contact while you're lifting, like what you're what you're looking at. It's yeah, very important. Yeah, with balance. I tell all my clients, you know, you get that one client that you're doing squats with and or deadlifts. And they're curious to see their form. So they'll turn their neck to the side to see if my back is straight. Don't worry, I'll tell you. <laughs> but you're turning your neck. That's part of the spine. Your back is now being utilized wow. in a very strong, heavy movement where yeah. it should all be focused. Yes. I show everybody the same test that Kyle Gentle, Kyle, shout out, Gen, shout out to Kyle Gentle, showed me this many years ago when he was showing me uh, weightlifting intro to it. Was uh, like stare somewhere, lift your leg up, and then look around. The second you start looking around, you lose that balance. Mm. So whether it's like I get it, if you're looking at your biceps, cool. It's it's one thing. You're not affecting that movement when you do this. Yeah. But if you're doing back or chest and you're turning and you're looking, you're switching little things that could take a toll in a wrong way. Especially yeah. when you're like squatting and you're doing this and you're, you're, you need that to be all tight. You can't mm. be relaxing. So the one thing I tell all my clients is you find a spot, no matter what the movement is, stare at it until you're done. Don't look around. Mm-hmm. Don't look at me. Don't look at the floor. Don't look at what somebody else is doing. You, If someone's staring at you 15, 30 feet away, you're somehow going to find another spot or look past them. Like yeah. find that zone where you're focused and nothing is going to take it away from, especially in weightlifting. Because yeah, if you well, start yeah. looking around while you're trying to snatch on your way up, it ain't happening. You're not catching it unless you're Sonny Webster or something, <laughs> right? He's got some weird moves. He can do it. Well, he, the way that it's explained, especially in weightlifting, is that where you look is where you're going to go. So if you look down, you're going to go down. If you look back, you're going to go back. Yeah. That's why they have you look straight forward. And that's why when this kid's doing this wall sit, I have to stare into his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> and it, like just stay, I think just people make... at Torque are pretty good with their gym etiquette they've just learned from yeah. their mistakes and that's the way yeah. it should be whatever yeah you gotta make the mistakes to learn from them but don't 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 make me tell you twice you don't have to but you know what three I mean. times is already enough like, that's <laughs> whoa are let's, you okay let's do one more and we'll wrap this up <clears throat> oh this is a long one fucking hell uh no let's not do that one uh, went for an extra rep on heavy bench and failed. Oof. Did the roll of shame, picked been up the there. bar, and turned around to put it back on the rack. It Never tipped, been there. and the weights on one side fell off and made a loud bang, and everyone <laughs> turned to look at me. Oh, that's a nightmare. Stood there red-faced and having just failed a 40-kilo bench? 40-kilo <laughs> bench. So it was like 95 pounds? <laughs> Pretty much. But he's but there's this person saying, I'm not going to gender them, but... Uh, it tipped and the weights on one side fell off. So weights, plural, but 40 kilo bench. Probably been tens. You'd have to have, tens. on a 20 on a kilo bar, you'd have to have two fives on each side for there to be multiple 
multiple plates <laughs> yeah. and still make 40 kilos. How much how much noise could it have been? Like that's like dropping Absolutely people drop like 3 to 4 on each side. Like 3 4 but here. This person's three, dropping here. this person's dropping maybe two 10-pound plates on the floor. How much noise could that have possibly made? I don't not that much. Have you ever missed a bench? Yeah. I like by yourself. tore my pec. Oh. <laughs> that is missing a bench press. <laughs> but you weren't by yourself. I was not. You had a spotter, thank I God, did. which is what you should do. I've never dumped the chest on my bar enough to be like, dump on one side, dump on the other, and then get it off. But I've been to the point where I'm like, hey, I know you're over there, but I'm going to go to failure, so just be around in case I do come down and I can't get it up. That's fine. I was never saved. It was like, okay, come now. Come lift it. Cool. Rack it. But I've never had to be like, oh. <laughs> never. I've, I just know like, I knew my capacity and how much more to push it, or how much more I have. But I've seen it in my, I've seen it in real life, and yeah, I've had it. It could be dangerous, man. You just gotta be careful. I've had it happen to me. Early, early on, but I wasn't even, I wasn't even at Torque yet, but I did, I did, I was trying so hard to get a one thirty five bench. Did your butt come off the floor? I mean, did your butt come off the bench? I don't remember. Too? Exactly. A lot of people who are trying that hard tend to lift their butt off, so they can keep pushing up. Yeah, make as much decline as you can before <laughs> you really die. Yeah, I I remember. I th I feel like I was just trying to push it because I just so badly wanted that big plate on the on the bar. So, but I was just like pushing and pushing it. I probably got up to like one thirty, and I missed that. And yeah, I had to get say like a like. <laughs> it's 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 crazy when you fail when you fail a bench yeah. press. It's one of the most helpless feelings because you're pushing with everything and it just feels like your arms just aren't working. Yeah, well, no matter what you do. Your just arms and you are just got turned this pressure off. Pressure in your core. And there's, yeah, and there's <laughs> nothing you can do about it. It's one of the most helpless, That's most funny. humiliating feelings. But just moral story, I guess just ask for ask for a spot. It's yeah. not weird. It's not weird to ask people for a spot. Ask for a spot. Nobody is going to say no, unless Even, they're in the middle of an exercise. <laughs> yeah, like nobody's going to say no. At most, they'll be like, let me f let me finish this, and then I'll come and spot you. But Man, like, I got some people who don't even have to say it. They'll just look at me and like do a, a hand signal, and I'm like, <laughs> that too. I got you. Just let me finish this. You, you, have, no that, you have that You have that. reading with people. Yeah, when you're no just words like, were exchanged. When just you see like, somebody who's... Yeah, when you see somebody who's on a minute. bench and they're like kind of like looking around, you kind of just like look at look at them, and you're just I like... I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I can hand that off. Uh, okay. All right. Let's... That's the last one I got. Let's let's leave it there. We've been going. I'm like, hungry, man. Yeah, me too. Let's do this. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, welcome and thank you for the 3DD podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, cheers again. Thank you for doing this. Cheers, bro. Always thank a great time talking me. to you. It's always a great time here. We will check in with you again when uh, Rod has saved a few lives as a firefighter. But uh, until then, that's been the 3DD podcast with Rod. Tell people where they can find you. Uh, Instagram and Facebook at, at Rodrigo Silverback. Thank you. Nice and simple. All right. Thank you, guys. That's the show. Thank you, guys. Cheers. Thank you for watching. If you watched, if you listened, if you made it all the way to the end. Or <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you, really. <laughs> all right.